Madison's Alternative, 106.7 The Resistance. This week for the Disruptor Series, I'm joined by Rain from Our Lady Peace. Hello. Hey. hey. So how are things in Canada these days? I'm in L.A. Yeah, I live in Los Angeles, but I've been up to Canada for the first time in like 18 months, a couple of weeks ago. And I have to say, it's given me a different perception of Canada because it's very um, tight and conservative and... Yeah, it's just like it's tough. It's tough up there. The the restrictions are are real. Do you still have family or anything there? Yeah, I do, and they're bummed. You know, like my mom's pissed because you know she can't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's back to masks, and you need like a vaccination card to get into a restaurant, to get into a theater or a gym. I'm all about just getting through this thing, and I'm vaccinated. I respect everyone's freedoms, but. Even when it comes to like having a vaccination card, it's kind of weird. It's kind of put me in like, a, I'm like, oh my God, now I got to get political or think about it. Yeah. So she probably can't come and see you or anything. I, th- I think she could, but it's not easy. You know, it's like, it's all this, all this stuff you got to do just to cross a border now, which is weird. I recently talked to a band from New Zealand and their producer was in LA. So not oh, only did they have like 13 hour flights back and forth, but they had to quarantine for two weeks. Bummer, man, just to make music. Yeah, I was like, man, that's a that's a record founded by jet lag. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely some frustration in those songs. Yeah. So when you did go back to Canada, it appears there was a jaywalking incident. Yeah, I am part of the resistance in terms of <laughs> I will cross streets wherever I want to. Okay, whenever, whenever wherever. Whenever, wherever. I will walk backwards across the street. I'll do whatever I want. Um, I don't, I don't get it, man. Like we were in this little town and I guess there's not a lot of crime going on because three, it took three policemen to apprehend me. And when they finally caught me, I mean, I I wasn't running, but (laughs) literally just, I literally just like anybody else in the world, there was nothing happening. And I crossed the street and I was walking up to them literally to go to Seven Eleven. I was like walking by and I just said, hello. And they're like, sir, stop. And I was like, come on. And they went through it and they did it. And they wrote me a freaking ticket and it took like 20 minutes. And then right after I didn't want to fight. I wasn't in the mood. I was just happy we were there to play a festival. I was like, you know what? I get to play music tonight for the first time in like two years. You can write me a ticket for a thousand dollars. I really don't give a shit right now. But the thing was right after they busted me, they went and got this kid for riding his bike on the sidewalk. And I was like, come on, man. Like, where, where are we in Pleasantville here? <laughs> yeah. That's no great. dancing either, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. And I love the uh, the posts on socials that said, hashtag free reign. Those are free reign, awesome. man. Like for real. I'm not paying that ticket, by the way. So I don't know if I get to go. What happens when I try to go back and play in Saskatoon? It's called. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm not paying it. I'll fight it. Oh, my gosh. What if they have little wanted posters at the border next time? <laughs> That's it. I might not get into Canada. That might be it. Might not be COVID or my vaccine card. It might be I'm actually wanted. During your Reddit AMA, you said that the new album will be released in a way that music has never been released before. Can you elaborate on that? And then how can fans make sure that they're eligible for that exclusive content? Those are two amazing questions, Miranda. Um, So, yeah, so we're using NFT. My side hustle is tech. I love tech. Since, like, fanning started taking money right out of my pockets, like my jean pockets with Napster, I, I was sitting there going, well... I don't think you can fight technology. So how do we, you know, what happens? And it took a minute, but like the NFT space and blockchain is like literally 
that superpower for artists, for creators. So this album, Spiritual Machines mm-hmm. 2, that we we're going to release, typically we would just put it out, go up on, on Spotify and Apple, and you get a little thumbnail of the artwork, and that's kind of what we got used to, right? And maybe you sell some vinyl to super fans. But this is this thing's a game changer, man. It's like, because I'm kind of at the forefront of this, one of the, with two of the companies that I work with, one of them is mine called Drops, and another one called Sing, based out of Seattle. Basically, we are going to bundle the album together where you're going to get the 10 songs as high fidelity audio, like wave files, like highest fidelity audio. So it sounds sick. You're going to get a demo of each song. So like stops making stupid people famous, which is the first single you're going to hear the demo. We did that song before we even gave it to Dave Siddick. who was our producer on it from TV on the radio and like Jane's addiction. And yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. So you're going to hear all those demos for each song. We're going to, we're going to give commentary on each song. We're going to give, one of one artwork so you everyone is going to get their own exclusive album that is different from everyone else's cover you know and it's big art it's it's high def so if you want to print like a poster version you can do that like this never existed like a year ago so now you know you're just going to go on we'll, we'll, we'll let you know the link to where to go and you kind of sign up early because there's a limited number of these but you you get it early and you're going to get it way before like we give the album to spotify or apple i mean I don't know if they're going to be pissed at us or what the deal is there, but this is the new way, man. And this is going to change the way fans get music, the way artists talk to fans, the way we build our communities. It's not really about like trying to get money from them. It's like, Hey, we want to be able to offer and have you guys participate in all this cool. Shit. So I can't wait. I can't wait to hopefully, hopefully get other artists on board too, by us kind of being the guinea pig of it. But I think it's pretty dope. Well, because you are on the side of the tech as well. So it's your music, you get to do what you want to do with it, but you're also seeing what artists need from the artist's perspective. So how did you get involved with Sing? And then what was the other one? Drops, it's called with two R's. It's all because of understanding what the pains are for a music creator right now. And really any creator, whether you do video or, or graphic art or 3D or whatever, it's we just don't have that power to like connect directly with our fans. I mean, you can start a website and all that stuff, but it still doesn't give you what the blockchain does. So when Singh called back last fall, like in September, like basically a year ago, you know, obviously COVID was happening. They they were patent guys that that just understood that world and were like, hey, this is really niche, but we want to help protect music rights, like IP rights, intellectual property. And it was like, cool. And then with NFTs happened, it was like, it just felt like this is a very natural progression and let's move it into the music space quick because this is going to help artists. This is going to help them feel, and I say this as an artist, I've never felt more creative. Because like I said before, like we put out a record, it's cool. You get the audio, it's on Spotify and you get little thumbnails. So do I really give a shit about the artwork as much as I used to when you're selling? You do a little bit because of vinyl, but it's not the same vibe. So my thing is like, I can't, like I'm literally before this call, I'm on with a friend of ours that does all our all our artwork and graphics. And we're making like, even of the single for Stop Making Stupid People Famous, like not one of ones, but like here's an edition with, it's this crazy character kind of sci-fi character on the front um here's him in gold on a blue background here's this character with like silver horns and on like some fire bracket so it's just i'm like so much more creative going through the demos of the song i'm like oh my god this song has come so far or that's actually really good i bet you fans will like maybe this more than the original just to give fans this option i just feel like it's a whole new world when we release this as an nft like our, we're going to be talking to our fans about so much more now not just, hey, I like the record. It's like, oh my God, this is so cool. How did you, it's just going to start this dialogue. 
And I think it's like this huge community builder that I am. I mean, I got to slow myself down because I'm excited, but like I'm really hyped on it. So if I'm a, a brand new artist who doesn't necessarily have a, a large community or a ton of fans with those platforms, what are some of the other ways it benefits them? Like protecting your ideas and stuff like that. How does that work? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think because people are buying it, I think ownership is is weird these days because we've gotten used to not wanting or needing to own songs, which is fine because I'm not going to stop using Spotify or Apple. Like I do it. I use it. I, I dig it. But, you know, some of this artwork that if you got an edition that you think is really cool and someone else thinks it's cool, you actually go sell it as an NFT now. Right. And you and you know, it's unique and you can't forge it like anything else. Like it has because of the blockchain, it has this cool you know, digital hash that is immutable, which means you can't change it. So I think for fans, it's cool because now you can trade. It's kind of like trading cards. Now you can trade cards and yeah, you're, you're making money, but the band also participates. We make a royalty off that. So that's cool. So it just becomes this ecosystem that that's really amazing. And then with drops is drops again with two R's is a platform that I actually had before COVID started, but it's all about when you're at a live show, giving the fans these unique opportunities as well through, through our drops app. So, you know, we're starting, we're launching it next weekend at, at a festival in Ohio that's that we play before it's dope. It's at Shawshank penitentiary. It's called incarceration. It's like a tattoo music fest. You're going to get stuff there that you would have not been able to get before when you download the drops app, these collectible pieces that are digital NFTs. But I mean, for an average fan, it's just like, digital trading cards and now you can go do whatever you want and because if you're lucky enough to get the you know one out of the first thousand someone might want to buy that later on or not or you just keep it and it's like it's a forever thing you know and it's just like the the floodgates are gonna open it's just the beginning with the new single stop making stupid people famous you guys also announced your involvement with the future famous campaign to build up people yeah. who deserve attention is that a worldwide campaign I mean, it is. We started it just because we wanted to like take the piss out of the song and show that, yeah, okay, the song's fun, but there's something like that we can do that's actually meaningful. And so, yeah, we just reached out to like almost 30 people from around the world now that just do insane things. Like Alyssa Carson is a 17 year old, but she's living in Houston at NASA and for the next eight years of her life to go to Mars. Wow. Like she's dedicated like the next decade of her life to be this, you know, young girl who will be a woman and go to Mars which is insane. Then we have like, you know, environmental activists, we have entrepreneurs in tech that do amazing things in Africa. Like this one kid in Nigeria is just like a whiz, 17 year old as well, like started his own business, helping other people all around the world. Just so many of these really cool people that are inspiring actually deserve not fame, but they deserve like a platform. So the whole idea is to really actually let them run future famous without just overseeing it and just raise a bunch of money and help their whatever initiative they have. So I'm, yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. And, and it's just starting now, but it's, it's going to be dope. These two things are kind of tied together, but can live completely independently as well. You have the song and then you have uh, future famous and both can exist without even acknowledging each other, which also. Kind right. Of right. Cool. Yeah. I mean the song, you know, the song will be a thing next year. Like it'll just be on an album that, and then you do that song future famous like hopefully that that's like a legacy for us where we just every year you know we're able to throw concerts and raise a bunch of money and we're going to donate a buck from every merch sale that we do for the next foreseeable future maybe get some other bands to do that and, and just you know like i said it's when you meet these kids man it is like 
how are you like, who are, how are you doing this at 16? Like, who are you? Like, you suck. Like, I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't even remember what I was Like, what was I doing at 16? Like, not, not, not anything good. good. Not, no, nothing that I'd want to talk about, you know. On a <laughs> nothing show, I should be famous for, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe, but nothing you want to know, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit about vinyls. Clumsy is being released on vinyl for the first time in the United States, and that comes out next week on the 17th. How do you stage out your limited edition releases, compilations, remixes, specialty releases? It seems like you guys have something consistently. Yeah, I mean, we're just, you know, it's going back with the vinyl. It's such a cool medium. I love it. People are starting to dig it a lot, which is cool. And yeah, I think, you know, just doing limited editions is amazing. And I think that's where when you get into NFTs, that's like where, where it really works, right? So, and not that NFTs can't have physical as well. I think you're probably with, with the album with with the spiritual machines two album as an nft there might be a thing to get a special vinyl as well like a physical piece um you know for a little bit more money which is really cool but yeah i think it, i think that's what's important and it's funny you say that Miranda, because like up to like today vinyl was like really that one of the only places where i felt like we could be creative I and mean, give our fans something really collectible cool it's like you didn't have a chance to get clumsy now or you know maybe it's a limited run that we're doing of course it is we do that with some merchandise stuff like t-shirts and things, but in the NFT world, we're going to do everything. Like we're, we might just release another, like we have a song that we took off the record, 11 song. We might let fans be able to buy and own a piece of that song. So when it's streaming on Spotify, even though the numbers suck, you'll still get a, you know, a couple pennies a month because you're, you're an owner in that song. That's dope. Like that's so cool that a fan can own a part of an OLP song. Yeah. This is what's coming, man. This is happening. That's crazy. And next year will be the 30 year anniversary of the band. Are there any feelings of reaching a milestone with that number? I don't know what that means. I mean, I think we are now. I think what's everything coming to a head, like this record is, um, I don't know, Dave Siddick calls it like a future rock record. So it's, it's, by, it's like a reinvention for the band when people get to hear the full album. We couldn't have done this without Dave. We definitely could have done it. Never got close on our own. You need someone to pull you into that space to really get you outside of like what's comfortable. I think Bowie said like great art is never made in safe places. Being with Dave was not a safe place, but it was incredibly hell of a inspiring place. So I, we owe the world to him. And yeah, if, if there's a milestone, it's the fact that we're able to re- reinvent ourselves in year 30, which is pretty cool where I think most bands, it's like, you got, you know what you're doing, like just keep doing it. And that's what managers and everyone will tell them, but we just weren't having that. So I'm pretty psyched about that. And then, you know, just combining that with how we're going to release the record. I think that's going to, again, I think, I think other artists and bands will be able to look at what we did and say, Oh, shit, that was really cool. Let's get on that train, man. Let's do it. I know Avenged has done like Avenged Sevenfold is in the space. And I, I really want to talk to those guys because they're embracing it, which is really cool, but it's still really early for most bands. Did you go into the studio with him planning on making a sequel to Spiritual Machines or is that just the way it kind of happened? Yeah, Dave's definitely in, like gets that space and loves it. But it was more so about like, how like are we really willing to take this risk? Because Dave is not going to make a typical rock record. He's just not that guy. And he's definitely, you know, always like, he's just got a modular setup in the studio that I couldn't even use. Like, I just don't understand it. So I love working with people that can do things that I can't do. So we, we always knew it wanted to be spiritual machines. It was just like what the sound was going to be. And, and again, like he just deconstructed songs of ours as demos. That's why I think like giving the demos away within these NFT bundles 
people are going to be like, holy, like that sounds nothing like what the song is. That's the beauty of music, giving our fans like an insight into that. I think it's going to be so cool. I would love it. You know, I'd love to hear like Super Unknown by Soundgarden. I'd love to hear those demos. They probably actually sound close because Cornell's a genius. But, you know, maybe there's some stuff where you're like, oh, wow, that really changed because of what Brendan O'Brien did to it or whatever. Can't remember who produced it. But yeah, so I, you know, Dave was just like this maniac who just took these songs and basically stripped everything out besides my vocal and rebuilt things and then sent it to me. And it was like, hey, dude, resing this. And I was like, I don't even know who this is, but it's so cool. I can't wait to sing it. And that was kind of the thing. And I was just like, this is the most exciting music project I've ever been involved in. And, and that's just like, like you said, we talk about milestone 30 years. Ask me 15 years ago if I'd ever feel this way. I would be like, there's no way to be this inspired and feel like a bunch of 18-year-old kids in a basement without a record deal. That's how we feel. That's pretty yeah. sick. <laughs> the new album is coming out this fall, right? There's no like actual set date yet. There's no set date because of the NFT thing. So we're going to release it as NFTs first. And we always have control over that. So that's probably like beginning of October for the fans that don't want to do that. They're going to have to wait probably at least a few weeks or a month or two afterwards to hear it on, on uh, Spotify or Apple. Then you have so a- we're part of the resistance too. Like we are part of the resistance. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Then you also have a full tour expected for next year. You have a couple of dates this year, but I don't think any of them are in Madison or around wisconsin so not wisconsin yeah we're doing like we're doing the east coast like new york boston philly i think we're doing buffalo a bunch of stuff out here on the west like la i think san diego and, and a few things around here it's just it's hard right now but we're i mean new year for sure we're you know we're hitting everywhere is there anything else coming up for our lady peace i mean you have so much going on it's hard to. i was gonna say right it's here. a lot it's like literally I was on the phone doing the NFT stuff before. And now as soon as we get off this, I'm back on. And, and like I said, it's exciting, man. Like even the artwork I'm looking at, it's like it, because it becomes about collectibles. It's like I, I want to have I was looking at all the different versions of it that our artist is doing of our record cover. I was like, holy, shit, like I want to have 10 of these. Like it's so amazing. It's all about like creativity. And I think, you know, we're, we're on that tip right now, like full time, which is which is a lot of fun. We're going to listen to Stop Making Stupid People Famous by Our Lady Peace right now on The Resistance. 